Welcome to We Ship It, everyone. This is the podcast where Devin and I get together, the two old biddies that we are, <laughs> to discuss our favorite and not-so-favorite ships of all time. Yep, and today we will be diving into James Cameron's Titanic, the tale of Jack Woo! and Rose. Will this ship yes. sail or sink? No pun intended. Listen to find uh-huh. out. <laughs> I love it. Hello, everybody. I'm Devin. And I'm Steph. And as we mentioned, in today's episode, we are going to be dishing out opinions on Titanic's Jack mm. Dawson mm. and Rose. I forget how to say her last name. Dewitt Bucator. <laughs> I meant to ask that. I meant to ask that before we started. Devin, way to prepare. There was something that I meant lazy to podcaster. Ask. I was like, there's something that I need to ask her, and I'm blanking on it, and that was it. It's Rose's freaking last name. I know. All right. I'll repeat that. Mm-hmm. Opinions on Titanic's Jack Dawson and Rose DeWitt Bucator. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. <laughs> do we love them or do we hate them? We are currently going to find out. Yes, I'm so excited. So Devin and I, we do a lot. We put a lot of preparation in for each podcast episode. And for this one, we got together and we watched Titanic. But we did it over Zoom because obviously quarantine. But we didn't realize this movie is three full hours. It's so long. So we sat there. We (laughs) watched it. It was long. You know, this is a movie, though, that was hugely important part of my childhood. Literally, this is my mom's favorite film. So I probably watched it like a hundred times so much that I kind of started to believe that their love story was actually real and nonfiction, <laughs> <laughs> or at least I wanted it to be so bad that I just like willed it to exist. Um, but <clears throat> moving on to our discussion of it, I kind of wanted to provide a quick spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Titanic, you probably at least know the history of it, but there's also Cameron's story, which isn't necessarily in line with the exact historical account. So I encourage you to watch it if you haven't seen it. Watch it. Um, But diving, yes, diving into our summary, and we're going to say diving in and ship sailor sink a lot during this episode. So I'm going to try to refrain from laughing at the pun. I'm so sorry. Um, But for our summary, Rose DeWitt Bucator comes from a rich family. We meet her and her mother and her soon-to-be richy rich guy fiancé, Cal Hockley, as they're entering the Titanic. So we also meet in the same opening scene Jack Dawson, a third-class dude who won his ticket onto the Titanic in a lucky hand of poker. We see Rose disliking the atmosphere of the first class. You know, she loathes the people and the pomp. um, And she kind of just feels stuck in this world that was provided for her that she doesn't really want to be a part of. And Jack, we see him on the other side being a free spirit. He's a poor guy, but he is an artist and he kind of lives free. And the two meet when Rose is found attempting suicide on the back of the ship, trying to escape her stifled world. So Jack, that's the first time that Jack saves Rose. The two kind of fall in love. The first time. um, And (laughs) the first time that he saves her, but he does many more times Mm -hmm. save this woman throughout the film. And vice versa. Um, Over time, 
Yeah, over time, Rose's fiance, Cal, kind of catches wind of all that's going on, and he and Rose's mother try to put a stop to Jack and Rose's relationship. Uh, eventually, though, Rose decides she wants to choose Jack, and she kind of makes this grand, like, oh, Jack, I've changed my mind, and, like, she pretty much runs away with him, but as much as you can run away on a on boat, boat. from someone else. <laughs> um, yeah. In the, of the ocean. <laughs> and... Yeah, so ever that however that's the night that Titanic hits the iceberg. And so there's a whole series of events takes like a whole hour or something like I think Cameron wanted to do the whole hour of the sinking right. but I like think he did it, in he the movie. Did it justice for sure. He did the yeah, he definitely did it justice. You know, we watch people not able to get into lifeboats, Rose saving Jack's life. Um, when she cuts him out because he was framed for stealing something and all that. And eventually the two end up in the water. Jack passes away and Rose is saved by a lifeboat. And the saddest part of all this is when she's found on shore in America, she remains herself or she renames herself Rose Dawson. So that's what she's known as, you know, giving herself symbolically to Jack. Um, she goes on to live a full life and have a family and all the while not telling anyone about Jack, but him always remaining in her heart. And several years later, when she's old, she tells the story to a crew seeking to find lost treasures in the Titanic's ruins. It is such a sad so story. Sad. It pains me physically every time I watch it. Yeah, I've so watched it many times and even talking. just watching it the other day, it was just so hard. Yeah, it's always a tough one. But let's let's start talking, let's Devin. Start. What is the first question? All right. How does Cal's and Jack's love for Rose differ? Yeah. So this is an obvious first question, <laughs> I think, because the whole movie you're just like, this guy is such a jerk. And I, there are other words that I would use for him, but not on this podcast. <laughs> um, but Cal, <laughs> Cal is all about power and control. He wants to control Rose with every fiber of his being. He wants this woman to be a dutiful wife and to listen to him and, uh, you know, pay him compliments and just be a little uh, pretty hand piece that he can walk around. Jack, however, is a free spirit, and that's the opposite of the power and control Cal wants over Rose. Jack just wants to let Rose be free. He loves her. He recognizes that she is a wild fire in her spirit. And he just lets it exist. He he doesn't tame it. He tries to help it to grow into something beautiful. And he doesn't try to put pressure on her to be something she is not, which is literally how everyone else in this story treats her. Cal, mm -hmm. her mom, but especially her fiance. So there's also that fact that Cal is sort of an abusive guy, which I feel like isn't given enough um conversation in the whole thing like people are like yeah Cal wants to like he wants to have control over her but he's also abusive he's had he has scenes in the movie that literally scare her to death and he will literally do anything to keep control over the people he so desires sad. to be in his life yeah so what about you Devin what do you think oh my gosh what a question to start with <laughs> I know <laughs> well to say the least these two are vastly different beings with different ideals and ways of living Cal is a rich mm -hmm. pig who only dreams of acquiring more, and Rose falls within that category. He is selfish and continues to reveal his true nature throughout the film. His love for Rose is all self-righteous and self-pleasing. Mm -hmm. He only wants to marry her so that he can claim his inherited fortune. Uh, one scene that sticks out to me is when he places the prized Heart of the Ocean necklace on Rose, and I see that as a power move. It could be very romantic gesture, and maybe it is in mm -hmm. his head. Maybe he thinks that it is, but 
to me, I see that it was his moment of claiming Rose as his own. You, you yep. will wear this necklace to show that you are mine now. And when it doesn't go his way, he literally throws a fit over T and threatens her to know her place. What a freak. Ugh, he's such a jerk. Um, I could go on about how much yeah. of a jerk he is. and We could go on for a very long time. We'll refrain this from man doing is so. just... Anyways, Jack, yes, on the other hand, has nothing to his name. He left America in search of a new life, and he plans to return to America to do just the same. Um, he is a free spirit, as Stephanie already mentioned, and goes with whatever punch is thrown his way. In a conversation at the dinner table where he was talking about luck, Cal mentions a real man makes his own luck. But that's not the case with Jack. He wants to experience life and not let anything, including wealth, hold him back. The passion for life mm -hmm. is shown in his relationship with Rose. While he has only just met her, he feels tethered to her bonded with her in some way and he wants to make memories with her and experience life with her he doesn't aim to control her or tell her how to live but allows her to make choices and support her and supports her through it all so yep, it's he, he's like uh, you said he just allows him. her to be to be herself she doesn't have to be anyone specific for him because she's enough and i love that Yep. Uh, so moving on, and this question also makes me real pissed <laughs> to ask, but it's important. Was Rose's mother's request for her to marry Cal fair, or was Rose being selfish? So Rose's mother asks her to not be selfish, but that's just what she is being in making this request of her. Yep. She is only concerned about her life and her money and how she will live. She puts on this mask of higher class frivolity, all to impress people. It's a sad way of living. I do think Rose was being selfish as well. Um, but it was for her own happiness. She wasn't in it for mm -hmm. the money. She wasn't in it for the fancy lifestyle. She loved Jack for herself. And you can't take that away from her. No, I think Rose's mother's request is totally right? unfair. There's nothing about it. Like, she tried... She had not tried to do anything for herself. This woman was not in dire straits. There were so many things she could have done before asking her daughter to marry someone she didn't love. Yeah, her husband, you know, her husband I get being afraid. Like she kind of just gives it up and expects Rose yeah. to pull in the cash. Yeah, she puts the she puts that on Rose rather than taking it up herself. And I get being afraid because you might lose all your money and stuff. I right. get that, but there are other things you can do. You know, she hinted at, "Oh, would you like to see me hire myself out as a seamstress?" Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the first thing I'd like to freaking see you do before you're selling out your daughter to some abusive pig. And it's just, you know, she should have done something more respectable for herself. I understand the fear, but it just wasn't fair of mm -hmm. her to say that to Rose. Um, but that's all I have to say that's about all. that. I'll be ragging on her mother throughout <laughs> this whole thing. So, <laughs> All right. Next question. What are some of your favorite and not so favorite moments between these two <laughs> lovebirds? They're so cute. <laughs> I okay. I love the moment where Jack and Rose are dancing below. You deck. I don't know if this is mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the ultimate moment of freedom for Rose. This is when 
she realizes that she's in love with Jack and she's never been able to just be. And that's what this moment is for her. I think this is the real moment that she realizes she's in love. And it encourages her, this moment in itself encourages her to live a life that Jack would be proud of, doing what she wants, being happy. And we see that in her pictures before she passes away at the end. You see all of these moments of freedom that were inspired by Jack. And it all stems from this moment of her being shown that she can have fun and she can be, you know, true and real. Um, I, I kind of wish I could hop into it myself. Every time I see that, I'm like, oh, I want to yeah. dance. Like, yeah. Um, and then there's also the classic, I don't know if this is one of yours too, but the classic <laughs> front of the boat scene where he's just holding her and her wings around. I'm Jack, I'm flying, Jack. <laughs> Every freaking girl wants to be her in that scene. Damn, Leo. Oh, what about you, Devin? Are they the same scene? So I thought you would pick other ones, so I went with that one. Ah. It doesn't matter. But obviously everyone's favorite moment of them is the sunset flying scene that you mentioned when they are standing on the rail of the ship. It's iconic, so how can you not love it? Uh, with that aside, though, another one of my favorite moments is when Jack sneaks her the note asking for her to meet him at the clock. Upon meeting him there, wank, wank. he turns around and says, so you want to go to a real party? They then go below deck to the third class passengers area and jam out to some Irish music. Um, this is where Rose truly blossoms, pun intended, and shows her more <laughs> wild side at her first appearance. She at first appears timid and unsure of like how to react and what to do. And Jack just tells her to like follow along and have fun. Like just be yourself. Just let yourself loose. And interesting, Jack, she unravels from her cocoon and opens up, swigging it back with the guys and shows how she can balance herself on her toes. Her. Isn't she great? Um, I just I want a rose in my life, but the male <laughs> counterpart. <laughs> I also love the juxtaposition of the higher class versus the lower class system with this simple yet mm-hmm. beautiful scene. Um, we just were at a dinner party and they were all talking. That about, looked boring yeah, right. as hell. Talking about all this boring stuff. And then they went into the smoking room to talk politics and yada, yada, yada. And then we go downstairs and they are literally jamming out. And I love it. Um, also, a quick honorable mention to when she takes his name upon reaching America. Uh, such oh a good moment. Oh my God, that moment touches mm-hmm. my heart every time. Uh, with oh my gosh. Uh, Lady Liberty in the background there. But my not so favorite moment would have to be when Rose doubts Jack. Upon returning to her cabin to warn them about what has occurred, um, meaning the yeah. iceberg hitting, mm-hmm. or them hitting the iceberg, uh, Jack is handcuffed for stealing the necklace. While we know he was framed, Rose doubts Jack for a moment of time yeah. and once again returns to her cocoon of safety. I get yeah. that she feels betrayed and hurt at the same time, but it's painful to see her Who question knows? her choices with Jack, and it just creates a divide where there shouldn't be for a very brief moment in time right. and it wastes time for them They where they could be trying to warn others and getting people to safety in a sense right right it could have it could have been a completely Do you have a not so favorite moment? if her and Jack were together uh, an unfavorite moment you know I don't have one listed oh, right okay. now 
But I'm trying to think back because I'm sure there was. I, you know, no, I love Jack. You know, <laughs> I, I probably would have been a little skeptical, too, if he had a stolen jacket. Right. And a stolen I mean, thing. it kind of makes but sense. Eventually, but like, come on, Rose. You I mean, know I didn't him. love it either. I'd say that has to be the one, if any of them. Uh, I also don't love the moment. And this is just personal taste. I don't love the moment where she's ignoring Jack and he pulls her into a room and he's like, you know, I've got 10 bucks in my pocket, but I love you and you should run away. It seems a little bit like, I don't know. He, he seems desperate mm, in that moment. I that. And I don't love when Jack seems desperate <laughs> to me because uh, he's such like a peaceful flow with the wind right. type of guy. And when you see him getting all sniveling, I'm like, oh, my gosh. But the rest of it, I'm in love with him and they're a great couple. OK, next yep. question. If Jack wouldn't have rescued Rose from her poor relationship with Cal, do you think she would have called it off and escaped without him? No, I don't. I mean, her escape plan was her leaping off the side of the boat before there was even a threat of it sinking. Um, she felt trapped and closed in, and instead of expressing her dislike and pain, she bottles it up and literally explodes. And yep. if it wasn't for Jack, she would have either been dead or still be, be with the brute cow. Um, That's Jack true. gives her the opportunity to make her case and get her thoughts and feelings off her chest. He's literally there to listen to her as she's standing on the edge of the boat. Um when I rewatched the movie to prepare for this episode with Stephanie, as we already mentioned, I felt like her suicidal Ugh. attempt was rushed. And I even told her that. Yep. I was like, this doesn't make mm -hmm. sense. Why are they showing like only two scenes with um, Rose and then this le one leading up where she's literally running away from um, Cal? Um, so it just didn't make sense to me at the time that they didn't give the audience enough time to to understand her position. However, upon watching further, as she talks about her poor relationship and you continue to see how Cal treats her and other people, you get the idea that she has put up with this for a long amount of time before walking onto the boat. It wasn't just a split decision as first perceived. However, nevertheless, I don't think without the push from Jack that she would have been able to leave Cal no. by herself. What do no. you think, Steph? She wasn't no, strong. Enough. I know. I, I don't think she would have. You know, she at gained the end, courage, she says, Jack, and she was able to do things throughout yes, the movie. She but. she gained courage because of Jack. But at the end, she says, "Jack saved me in every way a person can be oh, saved." And I, I think part that. of his saving her, I know, and part of his saving her was saving her from the world she grew up in. People like Cal, essentially, and the callous rich people that don't care about her. And part of and it was just saving I don't her think from she herself would have as well. <clears throat> Yeah, saving her from this, like, poor little rich girl. I mean, I know that she even says right. that that's not the case, but it's kind of the case. Um, but I don't think she realized that she would have been strong enough to leave mm -hmm. him. Um, I think meeting Jack was fate, and it changed her life in a way I don't think that it would have changed without him there. Um, so, yeah, just an obvious outright no for that one. Anyways. Moving forward with the next question. While their chemistry is on point, do they actually have more substance to be considered a real couple in love? Yeah. 
I really, really think that they do. And you might disagree. But first, let me say that their chemistry, first of all, is yum. (laughs) But (laughs) (laughs) the thing is, Jack actually cares about Rose and her freedom. I don't think it's only about their chemistry. Um, She also makes the solemn promise that she will never let go. I don't think you make that kind of promise if it's just a chemistry thing. I don't think you die with this man in your head and heart at 80 years old (laughs) after not having seen him, um, you know, if it's just about chemistry. I think, you know, it shows their connection is deeper than that. Jack goes out of his way to save her, to save her from her world and to literally save her life at the end. These two were always looking out for one another. And Rose, you know, she also went back to save Jack, you know, when the boat was sinking. You don't do that kind of stuff when you're on brain survival mode if it's just about chemistry. I think their love is real and true. And I think they want what's best for each other. Now, Devin, go ahead and disagree if that's what you want. I don't disagree. Um, But they really only have two days together. And within those two days, they experience a roller coaster of events. If I'm being honest, I don't know how I feel about this one. I think why? I, don't know. I think when the relationship began, it was all about physical attraction. Sure, Jack convinces her to not leap from the boat, but you can tell they are instantly attracted to one another. That oh, being definitely. said, they don't have a lot in common. They're from two different worlds. They don't speak the same language of sorts. Does that mean that they can't be in love, Devin? No, and this is where I come in with my counterpoint. (laughs) My counterpoint is that they learn to enjoy life through being with each other. They experience more than what a normal couple, quote-unquote, would, and their love lasts. So, to say the least, I'm a little conflicted here. I want them to be able to float as a couple without physical, like that physical attraction. I want them to be able to float without, but I don't know if they have the full idea of what they want from each other. They're just in the moment at the time, if that makes sense. Devin, Devin. I, I, I love them. I love I'm them. I'm ashamed of you. But they don't have like, here are my dreams and here, like, here's what I want us to do together. Just like, let's get to America and figure that out. And I'm like, <laughs> babe, they had two days together. That's what I'm saying. Oh like, I don't think there's enough God. substance at that very moment. To be a so you don't believe in love at first sight. I do, I do. <laughs> I just Devin, don't I'm know. really pushing you right I now. I know it's okay. <laughs> I just don't know if Listen. they had a full relationship as swords, and I'll get into uh-huh. that a little bit later with another question. I understand where you're coming from. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But moving on from moving this on. heated discussion. Oof. Uh, do you think that it was a relationship built on lust or love? Now, this one you better get right because I'll smack <laughs> you silly. <laughs> so I'm just going to come right out and say it. I think it initially started as lust. I think... Devin! <laughs> I'm cha- you're not listening to me? <laughs> I think Rose saw something that she could potentially have and because she was engaged and he was off limits of sorts, the temptation only became that much stronger. It also didn't help that Cal treated her like garbage. Jack flattered her and treated her how she was meant to be treated, and this enticed her. She felt treasured and loved, so I think it initially started as lusting, but developed into something much greater um, as it continued to develop over time. Mm -hmm. So yes, it was lust at first, turning to love in the end. Take it away, Ah, Steph. Good. Way to save that right there. (laughs) 
No, it was love, absolutely. I have no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Jack originally saw a beautiful girl, sure, and that's what attracted him. But also, their first encounter was not great. She was on the back of a ship, and he saw her at her most vulnerable, and he still went headfirst and dove into that relationship and helped her out. There are so many moments that they could leave one another. The first encounter was him looking at her from afar. I said he saw a beautiful girl... But that's not lust necessarily. She looked like an angel to him, not you know a prostitute. I forget who he was talking to at that very moment, but he was like, "No, she's off limits. Don't touch her." (laughs) Oh, the quote is my favorite. It would be like angels fly up out of your arms for you to get. I don't know what he's saying, but that's. I just remember laughing so hard at that guy. (laughs) Honestly, what a realist that man is! My spirit animal. I forget his name, Tommy or whatever, but he's my spirit animal. He's the only realistic one. This whole thing. But there are so many moments that these two could have left each other because they see the crazy in the other person, but they don't. And I think that that's a sign that it's not just lust. good. (laughs) You're like, hot ball. All right, moving forward. Looking at their relationship objectively, do you think two days is enough time for theirs or any relationship for that matter to develop? I mean, in real life, No, I would want to say no. I mean, I wouldn't believe it necessarily if a friend told me they found their soulmate in two days. (laughs) I would be a little bit skeptical. But these two feel so natural. I mean, you know, I end up believing it on. And I know it's a film, so it's supposed to get you all excited. But they live entire lives together in two days. And that's what gets me. They see the best and worst in one another. And they really just fall in true mm-hmm. love. I don't know. What do you think, Devin? Speaking objectively here, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I objectively. Do, I do not think two days is enough time for a mature relationship to develop. Uh, from the time that Jack saved Rose from jumping off the Titanic to the moment he freezes in the Atlantic Ocean, only a little over 48 hours passes. Love takes time. Yeah. It's not a quick touch and go kind of thing. There's commitment, a connection on a physical, emotional, and spiritual mm-hmm. level, trust, deep respect, and so much more involved with love. Ugh. Who put the word objectively in this question? <laughs> is my... I did. How do you look at anything like this objectively? You cannot form a substantial relationship in that amount of time. Can there be stirrings of love? Sure. Yes. Absolutely. But I don't think, realistically speaking, that Jack and Rose's love story was believable in these terms in this in this time frame of two days objective terms correct objectively <laughs> i'm sorry i'm being a little sassy at dev in this episode i don't know but what we it fall, is like like you said we fall for them and the story that they create um that the mm-hmm. writers created for them so mm-hmm. i mean i would love to will them into historical fiction uh historic not historical Let's do fiction, it. but like historical what, what would you call it? Nonfiction? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Historical. Yeah, whatever. It's yeah, history. we want them, we want them to be I'm history, doing it but right they're not now. necessarily history. I'm putting them in my memory as a real, real life thing. <laughs> You're there. They're there. Yeah. On a time, on exactly. a timeline of history, Jack and Rose <laughs> find their place. <laughs> that is wonderful. All right, moving forward. Go ahead, Steph. Take it away. Yeah, Okay. Did Rose make the right choice in jumping out of the lifeboat to be with Jack and giving up her chance at survival? Was it worth it? Ah, what a moment. Am I right? It is a moment. Oh, that man. is a true heart-pounding so moment. So she is sitting in her boat looking at both her men, Cal and Jack, and she comes 
her men. Her men. Uh, and she comes face to face with her decision. Will she save herself and risk losing Jack or will they go down together? I don't know if I can answer the question because it wasn't my choice to make. Like, if mm-hmm. I was put in the same position, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I can't say what is right or wrong here because there isn't really a correct answer. But I am proud of her for making a choice instead of having those around her make the choice for her. Was it worth it? Mm-hmm. Ah, yikes. I would have to say no, only because Jack doesn't make it in the end anyway. But they do get to overcome this tragedy together, which is awesome. So go there. It is. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> and like you said, you can't judge people's actions in moments yeah, like this I mean, from if you're not in the moment. But as far as I go, you know I deal in absolutes. And I think that she absolutely did the right thing. You know, she had a few more precious moments with him. She was yeah. with him, you know, as a comforter until the very end. I think that this man who saved her life deserved her last moments or his last moments to be right. with her. I think she also needed to, ha- to find closure. And I think there was unresolved business between them when she got on the lifeboat. And so then, you know, she had a few more moments to resolve that she would never let him go. Mm-hmm. She made that promise. And he made he made her promise to him that his sacrifice would be worth it, that she would die warm in her bed in an old oh. age. Those were things that needed to be said for the two of them to have closure. And she did end up surviving because of his sacrifice. But I think that her hopping off of that boat was the right thing for her to do if she really loved oh, him. Yeah. So it's such a crazy moment. Yeah, it's a moment. Oh my God, I know so the whole much, thing. So much tension and anxiety. Yeah. All right, moving forward. <sighs> okay. The age old <laughs> question. Damn it. Damn this question. <laughs> <laughs> we had to do it. Was there enough room on the door frame for both of them? <laughs> Was Rose being selfish? Oh, Devin. <laughs> I, this is mainly a joke question, we have to say. Be, because, but I think it is interesting. It's an interesting one to dive deeper in because what, this is more of a question of was Rose innately more selfish or a little more selfish than Jack? Obviously, like they were in a very stressful situation <laughs> and she was on the Just thing and it Just appeared that he couldn't be on there. <laughs> but The thing is, was she innately a little bit more selfish than Jack? She ended up living in the end, didn't she? So, And he didn't. So maybe. But I don't think that there was. Um, I don't think that she was more selfish. I think it just proves Jack's unending sacrificial nature and absolute love for her, um, that he was the one to give his life for her. And also... Back then, it was what the man was expected to do anyway. Hence, you know, the whole women and children being saved first bit. Um, (laughs) Exactly. Chivalry, all of that. Um, But I think they both loved one another. Um, Just maybe Rose was a bit more fragile and maybe a little bit less understanding that Jack may in fact die if she didn't make room on there for him. And I think that's kind of how their relationship was. Jack was just generally a very selfless person when it came to Rose. But when it came to Rose, not when it came to everyone. When it came to Rose, he was very selfless. Yeah. She, on the other hand, not so much. But I don't know if that's more of like a this is how relationships were sort of thing. This is what chivalry kind of was the framework for. Or if it was that Rose was a little bit more selfish than Jack. But I don't think it's number two. What do you think, Devin? Oh, yeah. I I think they could have managed (gasps) to. Devin! (laughs) Oh, my goodness! 
No faith. Uh, he makes one attempt at climbing on, and when he fails, he just decides to suck it up. Like, what? No, get your butt up on that door, boy. <laughs> I know, I know. And spoon each other to conserve heat and keep warm. Spoon each other. <laughs> this is my favorite uh, thing Rose is even world. able to turn over and spread herself out across it in one scene. So I don't even, don't give me that. Um, I know there's yeah. a buoyancy um, issue as well. I get that too. I love that we're talking about this. <laughs> but I still think there was enough room that they could have like held each other tightly and just made it. I mean, maybe their toes would have been frostbitten, but whatever. Um, do I think she was being selfish here? No, I, I don't. As she was practically in shock, still processing everything and just doing what Jack told her. In the state mm-hmm. that she was in, she didn't want to put up a fight and tell him to go to get on. Um, she just did what mm-hmm. she was what was needed to survive. She was just following a process. Right. Like throughout the entirety, once she jumps off that, once she jumps from the um, the lifeboat into um, the ship again, she kind of goes into a okay. I'm going to listen to whatever Jack tells me to do so that we can survive together because I want to be with him. Mm-hmm. Um, because all the while he's like run up there and climb over here and so he she's just following the the process in a sense so um mm-hmm. she's just going right. with the float so she she can hopefully survive but yes boo rose there was more room for boo. sure you could have spooned you could have uh, been together you could have spooned <laughs> damn it you could have there was enough room Moving on, who knows why. This question is something that I really, that really has boggled my mind since I first saw this movie. So I want to hear what you have to say about it. Rose went on to live a full life. And yet at the end of the movie, she is seen, or it's interpreted, that she passes away to be rejoined with Jack in heaven. What impact did Jack have on her life? And was it possible for her to truly move on slash can someone love more than one person over time? This is a very oh, big question. There are a question. lot of questions there. Uh, but what do you think? Oh, man. What a. It, this question is out of this world. Um, Sorry, I trapped you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good one to end on. Um, regardless of what you think about the relationship, in the short amount of time that they are together, Jack is able to have an impact on this girl's life. I mean, she even says, mm-hmm. end quote, now you know there was a man named Jack Dawson and that he saved me in every way that a person can be saved, as you already mentioned before. I don't even have a picture of him. He exists now only mm. in my memory, end quote. Um, so Jack is able to show her the true meaning of life and to just enjoy every moment of it. In his last breath, he encourages her to always have hope. Quote, Rose, listen to me. Winning that ticket was the best thing that ever happened to me. It brought me to you, and I'm thankful, Rose. I'm thankful. You must do me this honor. Promise me you will survive, that you will never give up, no matter what happens, no matter how hopeless. Promise me now, and never let go of that promise. End quote. Many people misinterpret this. They think he's asking her to never let go of him or his hand. But what he's actually saying is to never let go of hope, of pursuing through the difficult and the unknown. When he met this girl, she was ready to end her life, and with his last breath, he's demanding of her to have hope and never allow herself to get so low as to think of mm. her of losing herself again. It's an amazing and touching moment, and I can't... It is. Ah, um, I don't have the words to really, like, 
get the full. Are you no, crying, no, I'm fine. Dad? I'm fine. I'm good. But like, I'm gonna cry. But like soon. to get that full like message across is just amazing. The, the they have two days, and the impact that he has on our life is just huge. Um, to answer the second half of that question, yes, I do think it's possible to love more than one person over time. While I'm sure it was hard for Rose and hard for anyone for that matter to get over her loss, she has to take that time that she has spent with Jack, treasure it, and share that love with someone new. I don't know if it came to it, if it came to it, um, if I would ever be able to love someone new, but everyone deserves their own happiness, and I'm not going to judge mm-hmm. someone um, just because they want to be happy. So, no, um, yeah, yes, I think that Jack would have wanted something more for her. And he even said, like, you're mm-hmm. going to live a long life. You're going to grow old. You're going to die in your in a warm bed. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew. I think he kind of knew what was going to happen. I think so. He, he did was too. just like, don't give up, and pursue a life of happiness, regardless of what happens to mm-hmm. me. Um, so I, I love mm-hmm. that. What's your response? Uh, it's a hard question, it's so but heavy. I do believe I know it is. And you spoke so eloquently about you know what Jack did and it, how he impacted her life. And I do believe that she lived a full life in his honor, never forgetting him. It's it's clear to me that he was in the back of her mind all this time. I'm not sure if she truly loved again. Um, we're never really given that information. We're not given too much about her husband or anything, but we do see what is supposedly the end of her life when she meets Jack in heaven. Um, That would lead me to believe that she truly loved him. However, we don't know if that's, you know, her dying or if it's a dream or what it is. But we as the viewer, we're left with these questions. We're left to grapple with these thoughts of, okay, so did she just always love Jack? Was he her true love? I do think as humans that we have one true perfect love. You know, we can make things work and we can love others. We can. But we have one perfect love, the person that we are in love with. And I believe Jack was that for Rose. The, The small, the short time that he spent in her life changed everything. He set the tone for the rest of her life. And she shared a family with another person. And clearly she she found love for her, her future spouse and her kids and everything. But the fact that she dies and see, she sees the Titanic and she sees Jack, mm-hmm. it just speaks to something that was so much deeper within her, her whole life, you know? Um, it's beautiful. Either way. Yes. Very beautiful. All right. And our last question, as always, do we ship it? This Titanic mm-hmm. couple, do we ship them? Devin, you know what I I'm going to say. I really, really do. <laughs> Surprise. These two are just so cute together. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, their scenes are steamy, and Kate Winslet and Leo are perfect together. I've always thought so. I, I would ship them in real life, too. You know, hand to the Bible. I swear that's my thought. Um, but in the story, I think... Jack saved Rose and Rose was truly herself and she adored Jack. The whole story is lovely and their time together is so meaningful, short, but like truly impactful and they change each other's lives for the better. And I just think that's beautiful. I think it's a great story from Cameron. He had all the important elements there. And like I said, I've almost willed them to be real. That's how much (laughs) I love these two. What do you think, Devin? Do you yes, ship it? Yes, I do. Um, I mean, they fictionally went through one of the most tragic events in history. Um, they deserve each other. I love when they yep. sneak into the supply deck and hop inside the car, and Jack asks, 
Um, yeah. Where to, miss? To which Rose responds with, to the stars. To the stars. It's so cute. Um, <laughs> time was cruel to them, but they enjoyed every moment together that they mm-hmm. could, and I love that. Okay, and now, of course, we want to hear from the audience. Now, our first comment is from Betty, and this was such a long comment and such a beautiful comment that we left it at this. Um, so thank you for writing in, Betty. So Betty says... Jack Dawson and Rose Dewitt Bucator have all of the perfect fairy tale criteria that has kept fans ooing and eyeing over them over the past two plus decades. Unrealistic as the couple is when looked at through a microscope, <laughs> to this day, they are one of my favorite movie couples of all time. If you don't believe in love at first sight, then this couple obviously won't work for you. I'm not sure about in the real world, but in the movie world, for me, it is totally believable and essential to create an epic fairy tale wish we could be them couple we all know that jack and rose met on the titanic and very quickly had an instant connection they were a romeo and juliet whirlwind sort of romance he's from the wrong side of the tracks and isn't suitable for rose but they in a short span of five days or so fall madly in love They have that forbidden type love that makes them so desirable to the viewers. You root for them from every or from the very start. You want the beautiful, sophisticated damsel to be saved by the poor, cute, fly by the seat of his pants (laughs) kind of guy. You love to hate Rose's mother and her fiance, Cal. They don't know what Rose needs. They try to control Rose. We despise them for it. Jack, on the other hand, shows her by his own example the way she wishes to be and strives to be her own person free from a frivolous world of upper-class snobbery. And that is the very thing Jack loves about Rose, the fire in her that, you know, wants something different than what is expected of her. The two have the makings of a perfect pair. Sadly, in the end, Jack dies. We never get to see what this couple could have been. However, his death in some ways adds to the strong, everlasting love they share. Rose lives her whole life doing all the things she talked about with Jack when they were on the ship. But would, or wouldn't it be dreamy to be loved by somebody so much that they live their life for you and you alone? I guess you can call it the hopeless romantic in me. If you look at the couple too closely, of course, there are flaws. But somehow, I have been able to ignore these flaws and love this couple. I think I would have been devastated if James Cameron didn't create the life-after-death scene at the end of the movie. I needed to know that somehow Jack and Rose ended up together forever in the end. Oh, I love that. And thank you, Betty. That's beautiful. Because it's true, that scene at the end really changes the whole meaning of the film. So I appreciate your, your insight there. Yeah, I love it. And of course... We move on to the next portion of our show. The announcement of the theme for our next episode. Drumroll, please. Okay, next week's show will cover Kyle and the Bird Girl from the Memory of Things. And special surprise, we're very so excited. excited. We... We will be talking to the author of the story to get the inside scoop on this tragic tale of the two lovebirds. Author Gay Palsner will be joining us. I repeat, the author will be joining us. We are beyond excited to have this conversation. Tune in to see how we feel and get some insider knowledge on an awesome modern love story. Uh, I'm so excited for that. Me too. Super ready to be talking to an author and getting some inside scoop. Yes, thank you all so much for joining us today for this emotional but important discussion. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Please feel free to like and rate the podcast wherever you listen. We would love to hear from you as well. So please reach out to us. Yes. And we would love to include you or your input on another show, whether that be having you join us as a guest reader or if you'd like to send in comments. So please, if you'd like to reach out, email email us at weshippodcast at gmail.com or visit our website at www.weshippitpodcast.wixsite.com slash we ship it or find us on social media. We love you we all. We really do. Thank you all so much and see you next time. Until then, I hope your hearts can go. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys.